Hello, 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 and welcome into my Humble Opinion Podcast. This is your girl, Chef Sharon, and I am excited to be here another week with you guys. Check it out. I do not have a um, what they're not talking about today. I did find a couple of articles, but <clears throat> the ones I found, I kind of want to couple with others. So I just want to jump right into this um, topic. We actually, um, you know, it's a late post for the week. Um, I was supposed to give you guys something Monday. I've been terribly busy. Life has been kind of crazy right now and um, getting ready to do a little bit of travel. So, you know, um, it's just been a little uh, busy time for me. So I'm dropping this uh, golden nugget on you guys today. Um, Just a little preface before we get into the show. Of course, I got um, my my bro, uh, Big Drew, with me. Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, T.I. And the uh, I can't imagine what he's going through right now and his family's going through right now with everything, the backlash of uh, the situation. But what we're going to be talking about is uh, for those who haven't heard or haven't seen, you know, um, the videos uh, where T.I. was uh, in an interview with the podcast and I apologize to the podcast for not naming him because I don't know the name of the podcast, but he was in, uh, an interview, uh, with a couple of ladies and, um, he, uh, he, he was talking about him going to the gynecologist with his daughter on her birthday or after her birthday, you know, <clears throat> I guess from, 16, 17 years old or whatever, he would uh, make make an appointment and go to the gynecologist with her. And she'd have to sign away, you know, sign her, you know, the right for him to, um, you know, uh, know her test results. And what he's testing for is to see if she's still a virgin. He wanted to still, he wanted to see if everything was intact. Um, of course, he caused a lot, caught a lot of backlash a lot of angry uh, women. Uh, it, it it caused a <laughs> media storm, and I'm not so sure his daughter liked the situation, uh, you know, so much. Uh, I don't want to get into the rumors of her reaction or whatever because I wasn't. I'm not sure what her actual reaction was, but either way, Joy and I are gonna talk. To, we're gonna not just talk about like that celebrity gossip, you know, as far as, you know, T.I. and his family business. But um, we're going to talk about why we're going to talk about the why. And so let's just jump into it. Let's 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 um, let's talk about it. All right. All right. All right. Um, So we are back in. I got Drew in the house, big Drew in the house. Hey, everybody. I do I do what I can when I can do it, you know, every and now you and do then. a good job when yeah. you do. So that's why we keep having you back. Now, check it out. In my humble opinion, it's always something I want to talk about and give y'all my opinion out. Um, I normally don't give my opinion about the latest celebrity news and gossip and things like that. But this particular topic. I couldn't let it pass by. We got to talk about it. And um, of course, Big Drew is always like the best person to to talk about these subjects with for some reason. He has daughters. And okay, since I said daughters, you guys probably already guessed T.I. We're going to talk about T.I. and the hymen check. (laughs) 
it's so funny because you said Hyman like two episodes ago. I don't know if you remember that. And I so, think I do. <laughs> yeah, you did. You talked about a Hyman check. Like, just, it, so wow, here we are, full circle. <laughs> God's plan. Look at that. Look at God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was we even? I don't think we were on the show. I think we were actually just talking. Oh, you, were uh, we? That was yeah, a weird. Yeah, yeah, Why did we bring up Hyman then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and you were like, Devon's here. I was like, well, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, because it was yeah. weird. I was like, let's not get into Hyman conversations with Devon in the room because I don't want his input right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, let's get into this now. I, I saw over and over and over again because everybody was talking about it. So I got to see the interview here exactly what he said over and over again. And he said it was such pride and like it was nothing wrong with it. Now I will say that it didn't um it didn't bother me as much. I'm not saying it wasn't a bad thing or a good thing or whatever. It just didn't rub me the way I noticed it rubbed a lot of women. Um yeah. oh my God, like he is getting canceled, you know, he messed himself up with that one. But um, as a father, I just got to hear from you, Drew. Yeah. As a father, when you heard it, what are your thoughts? First thought was, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good on that one. So, but in all seriousness, I think the first thought that I had was related to, okay, unless something's wrong, I don't need that check. So Basically, what, what I'm saying is if my 12-year-old, 13, 14, maybe really 15-year-old goes in and I'm, I'm getting that check because they're living in a controlled environment with me. So meaning, you know, it must be molestation or maybe they were active and it's secretive or something of that nature. Now, once they get to an age of consent and I know they know what their sexuality is and I know that they know things about their sexuality and I'm still helping guide them through it, the conversation has to be open. So for me, it, that was never something that processed my mind, went through my mind that do I need to check this because of two reasons. One, the line of communication about healthy sexuality was open. And I wanted it and needed to be open so that I would not end up with grandkids, right? So mm -hmm. that's the first check. Like, that's the first box to check for me. The second thing is um, my, my parenting is not tied in. So me being a good dad is not tied into my child's sexuality. So if my child is out there doing this, that, or another, that doesn't... And I know some people say, no, yeah, it do. It, you know, if your child out there doing this, that, that's your judgment call. But I know that I'm a good father. And if my daughter chooses to explore herself sexually in ways that is beyond like my normal, uh, like what I think they should do or that, as long as they're not doing anything unhealthy, I'm not really, you know, something that's unhealthy for them and it's hurting them. I'm not necessarily going to interfere. So for me, having a child, you know, having children in the same age range that he has children, um, I just didn't see that. I felt like he's out of line for it. And we have to stop that toxic masculinity. Like we have to stop that chain as men of thinking that we have to uh, raise our children under these standards that we were raised under. Because for me, I, I, I came up at the tail end of the purity movement. And a lot of fathers, especially within Christian households too, assume that like a lot of like, their pride was tied into 
their children's sexuality and, you know, are their child staying pure? And that was a badge of honor. And I never processed that as a badge of honor. Um, What I do process as a badge of honor is the discussions that my children and I have about their sexuality and about sexuality and about my sexuality. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the ones that I'm more proud of because those are some hard and awkward conversations. And I earned that badge. Like, I'm manned up on it. I ain't forcing my kids to believe what I believe, but we had some awkward conversations. Well, um, that that was, yeah, you just wrapped the show up. (laughs) So, so, uh no, so like when it comes to like when I say toxic masculinity, I want to ask, so here's the two parts that that I think, and you said something really brilliant to me earlier that I want you to kind of share with everyone. But the first part that I want to share about toxic masculinity that I see in this is like this whole notion, and I said it already, but I'm repeating it, like that we as men somehow tie in and bang, you know, like beat our chest on this idea that because our daughter is a virgin or because our daughter has saved herself, you know, for marriage in this way or that way. Why, why, let me ask you this as my older sister, why do you think, men went down that path. Why do you think that that's something that we've held our head high on? Well, this is the thing that I'm going I'm to say this. Okay. Um, it, it, okay. <laughs> where we are today, where we are today in the year about to be 2020, we have made, I mean, leaps and bounds strides to come away from original thinking and when you think about original thinking, it goes back to the beginning of time. It was always what it was. This is exactly what it was, no matter what the culture, no matter what the country, no matter where. You had women who had chastity belts. You had you have places that mutilate the woman's genitals to keep her from being to keep her pure. You have you have so many cultures that have focused and obsessed over a woman's purity okay it's it's just always been that way around the world now i can't speak for other countries but i can say we here in america have started a movement not too long ago where we canceling out everything and everybody for everything we don't like everybody's making a movement and it's a good thing sometimes it can be a little over exaggerated be bad a little pushy but it's a good thing because you know when when you think about the oppression of of a of a of a, a group of people that say women, you know, um, it's good to know that we have a voice and can speak up against these things. And now these things are not normal. But had Ti said that on in an interview in 1970, in 1980, in 1990, he would have been praised for yeah. that. But here we are in 2020 and he's catching all kind of flack. Why? Because we're finally at a point in our society where the average person's voice is mattering and it's not about the status quo and what it, you know, like it used to be a time when um, on television you had the, the husband and wife, but like Ricky and Lucy, they slept in separate beds on television. How did they end up with little Ricky though? You know, so sex was, is, is a completely, the way we express sex now in our sexuality 
in today's time is completely different than the way it was expressed before. And it was so taboo before, especially for a woman. A woman, I watched a show called Harlots, right? And it's... um, I want to say they're in London and, yeah. you know, back in 1700s, something like that. So, you know, these women, were, everybody was having sex, like, right? These women were having sex with these men, but the women were called harlots. The women were looked down on. The women were arrested. They were beaten. They were, you know, they were looked down in society. They were the lowest part of society. But, but, but the men who were having sex with these women and were paying for they they didn't they were dignitaries so right. it's always been looked down on for a woman to have any type yeah. of sexuality until and today's time you said something really important i want to go back to that i yeah heard. yeah yeah i'm going to get to that i'm going to get to that you, get well to no 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 <laughs> not that yeah not that but you in in what you just said when i was listening to you you oh. said people's opinions matter now and I think when we go back to the situation with T.I., and, and Raw Dog said this to me, friend, you know, he, he said the thing is T.I.'s daughter's word, he's, he's teaching her that her word doesn't mean anything to a man because mm-hmm. she should be able to say, I'm having sex or I'm not having sex. If my daughter says yeah. I'm not having sex, that should be good enough for me. I shouldn't have mm-hmm. to go to a doctor and have a doctor confirm it. I'm not going to treat my daughter like she's a liar. And so mm-hmm. if everybody, you know, and, and we live in a society where everybody's word matters and what he is like. And so this kind of furthers that narrative that the female voice doesn't matter. Even at home, I could tell my dad and I'm not saying I don't know if she told her daddy or not, but it's the concept of what he's displayed is. I'm going to double check it because that's so important to me. Right. But the truth of the matter is what your daughter says should be more important to you. Your daughter's soul being pure, being whole and not wounded by you should be more important than whether her vagina is pure. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Exactly. And, 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 and this is the thing is that he doesn't have that same standard with his son. Yeah. You know, and everybody's seen it in last season where his son is out there. I, I want to say it's King that's out there. He's rapping and he, uh, his mom let him go on tour and everything. And, you know, it was mentioned of girls being on, you know, the tour and stuff and him having sexual experiences. And T.I.'s response was not that, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, it wasn't the same is what it would, uh, I suppose it would be when he finds out his daughter's having sex or whatever the case be. But um, he wasn't checking for his son's virginity. Yeah. And I think you know? we need to change. And I think, so I brought up a line, and I think the language has changed, but I brought it up and I think we've been using it. And I think some people subconsciously use it, even if they don't verbally say it, is the term pure and how we associate the patterns of behavior it's not pure because I'll put you like this. I don't ever want to look at my my child and look and look down at my child without grace, without mercy, without love. And I don't want to look at them in a way that's like, oh, unpure. Like that is such a hurtful place for someone to label you as pure or unpure. Like and Yeah, that's I, always been horrible. Yeah. Like, do you did you know back in the day when you when um in certain places or whatever, when a woman loses her virginity when she gets married that night, they have to hang the sheet out. And the sheet has to have blood on it to show everybody 
in the town that she was, in fact, a virgin. Yeah. So, yeah. Well... So, it, with that being said, <laughs> I'm going to go back to the point that I wanted to make uh, as far as, you know, you were talking about toxic masculinity and that, 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 that double standard idea that uh, your daughter has to be pure, your nieces have to be pure, the women in your family, your sister has to be pure. But the boys are supposed to sow their wild oats. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're out there and you cheering them on, giving them condoms. Go get it. Did you got your son smelling them? You done got your little piece, ain't you? You know what I'm saying? And and you all, it's all cool and you're bragging and this and that with him. But who is he having sex with? Somebody else's daughter, somebody else's niece, somebody else's sister. And so what are you saying about the girls that you're allowing him to have sex with? Are we saying to this young man, are we putting in his mind that there are pure girls that are good girls? These are the marrying kind. And these are the ones you just have sex with and throw away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what message are we sending to young men when it's a double standard? Because if you say it's okay for you to have sex, you know, said you're saying it's okay for somebody's girl to have sex. Yeah, and you know, and I understand I'm the good reverend, right? <laughs> as, as it's been said, <laughs> the good reverend. You have been named the, the good reverend. The good reverend on this thank, show. Thank you, Mister Doc, for that one. <laughs> but I, I keep coming back to this to this this line, or I keep coming back to this line of thinking that I want to the narrative to shift to for a lot of men is that. The purity of of your child's soul, like the relationship that they have spiritually and mentally and how they're connected into uh, the faith system, the moral compass of your family, whatever it is that you have that. But it can't be based off of what goes on with their body, like the things that, you know, like I can't I can't express enough to young parents and young men, especially young men with young ladies that. Don't look upon them with disappointment. Like as a man, let me explain this because it can go two ways. As a man, when I came home and told our mother that I was having a child at 17, there was a look of disappointment. Right. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't about. You know, it wasn't about like. You know, you're unpure, you're this and that. Now, there was a, I think it was a look of this, a look of disappointment because there was a little bit of potential killed in that moment, like, or because she knew my life was going to be a little bit harder, right? right? But, you know, but at the end of the day, I wasn't treated differently. You know, I wasn't treated as though like I made this big, nasty, dirty mistake. I wasn't treated any, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't treated bad. Um, and here I am, teenage dropout you know what i'm saying like that is having a you know all the worst nightmares you know what i'm saying of of society but not treated that way and i think that's what shaped so hear what i'm saying that's what shaped the narrative for me to say it's about your your child's soul and their mental health and who they are Mm -hmm. and assuring them that they have value outside of what what they do with their body and how they express themselves is sexually whether it was a mistake or whether it was you know like that their purity isn't involved in that and the grace and the mercy that i was given has allowed me to grow into a much more mature space with my own children to bring it back to 
you know, I was a young pervert. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wanted to do the things that I did. Like, my hormones was going crazy. I wanted to do all those different things. And I wasn't treated that way. I was given grace. Too often, we damage single mothers from the get-go, from the time that they get pregnant, um, especially young teenage mothers. We mm-hmm. damage them. And it is having an effect on our society. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing the backlash that you're seeing because the point that you made about what girls are throwaway, right? Majority of the mm-hmm. throwaway girls are the ones who are finally getting a voice and they're saying, no, T.I., you don't do that or no, whatever it might be, because they remember how much it hurt to be looked at with that disappointment, to be thrown away by their family and to be cussed out and to be treated different because they got pregnant. And all they were doing was exploring their sexuality the way kids do. And I'm not saying I'm not sitting here making a stance for the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't a good reverend. This is a human being talking. Right. I live in reality. I pastor real people in reality. Right. And Mm -hmm. people, if when we get real about it, I know what I was thinking at 14. I know when I was exposed to pornography, I know how my sexuality was was shaped by pornography. And I know that some of those things, that's a big part of like that toxic thing. I feel like part of T.I. saying, yo, let me make sure my daughter is, is all intact is because he know he didn't probably what, yeah, what, yeah, he yeah. Didn't, what he didn't done to other people's daughters. Well, listen, that's what his wife told him on expeditiously um, on his show. They were uh, a couple of weeks ago. They did him and her. They, you know, did a little couple show or whatever. And she said that she said, your daughters, you're going to get your get back. And he was like, don't say that. And she was like, no, that's what happened. Men get it back through their daughters. The, all the stuff you didn't did to women, you're going to get it. And so I think that's the panic is that, you know, see, first of all, people always people people always accuse people of what they're potentially, what they can do, what they are potentially, how do I put this? Because I'm I'm trying, my words again. Well, basically, if I'm a thief, I think everybody's stealing. Let's yeah, put it like that. Exactly. If I, yeah. so, so because he is not very good with women, because he's not very good to women, you know, we realize he's not faithful to his wife, you know, stuff like that, because he's not, he doesn't treat women right. He does not expect a man to come and treat his daughters right. Yeah. He's he's expecting them to get dogged out because that's what he knows, you know. So, of course, he wants to make he wants to save his daughter from that because that's the only thing that's in his head. You know, um, you know, there's another side of that, too, that I see that um, that I saw off the cuff before, you know, getting into the toxic masculinity and stuff like that. The control. He is a controlling person as an individual. You got to be careful of that. So think about think about the narrative that sets up for his daughter that she can end up in the most abusive situation possible yeah, but because she would think it's normal because, because that's she's, what he, exactly if a man mm-hmm. locked you in the room and said I'm going to monitor your vagina to make sure you ain't cheating on me it would be and absurd she would think that was normal but she would she think it's normal up. exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah she grew up with her vagina being monitored so in her mind it's okay for a man to invade your privacy to you know what I'm saying and like you said earlier it, it should have been enough for him to say, baby, are you a virgin? And she said, yes. And that could have ended that story. For him, yeah. to, for him to force his way in, like, you're going to sign these papers. You know, like, 
not even giving her a choice, you well, know, and, and and that's that's just all bad. That's very it puts controlling. A, it puts a now. Here's the thing. I do believe that there should be a value placed on your sexuality. I do not believe that it should be thrown away. But I am more, and I think, and here's the ironic thing, and I keep bringing up the pastoral thing, but I think I'm more right now in a stage of my life where I'm looking out for the marginalized, for the people who make the mistakes, like like the hospitals for the sick. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not worried about the people who, because I'll put you like this, there's a certain mindset that comes along with purity. That's why people call it like a spiritual gift. Like there's only a few people that are called to like that life of celibacy. It is a struggle for people. Like I was not called to that life, right? I wasn't called to a nightmare, but <laughs> yeah. I wasn't called to it. I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't, I, I wasn't, God knew, right? He knew. And so that's why I tell you, I'm a serial monogamist. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I never was at, without a relationship for very long. And so some people, I just don't want people to feel like, this is the end all be all. They're like, and I think a lot of it is perpetuated off of uh, religion has dictated these terms. And I just don't want people to feel abused or, or to relive their traumas when they see these yeah. things, because th these type of moments are triggering and it brings people back to this. Oh, I, the biggest letdown of their life was in, instead of something that should have been one of the biggest uh, memories, one of the best memories, uh, regardless if it was in or out of wedlock. Um, it should be a, a precious memory to you. And instead, it's always, this was the moment that I let mama down or I this is the moment I let down. daddy down. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yo, this is your life and you're, it's already being dictated off of you letting people down. And here's the thing. Your life can never be about whether you're letting someone else down or not. Your life needs to be about you internally reaching into that place that you're called into and being satisfied with that. Because hearing well done is one of those things from my standpoint is something that you need to seek out hearing from God. You don't need to worry about yeah. hearing that from anybody else. Because listen, we're from a society that's privileged to have that. Because when you think about so many societies where yes. young girls are being married off, they don't know the man you know, and you just going to marry the family arranged it. You're going to marry him, you know, and that's just what it is in so many different societies that that control is there and people don't. So we have the privilege of living in a society that's where true. we can't say my life is my own. And, you know, that's so true. But like I said, it, it, uh, the the ideas of sexuality and women sexuality being oppressed and women who have liberated themselves get labeled. You yeah. know, we have that words for women who uh, explore their sexuality and are okay with, you know, being fancy free with it. They have words for her. They have names for her. It's like the discussion. We have names for men. Yeah. You Remember know, we that, had that, that. We had this discussion when we talked about she's got to have it. And on the barbershop, when you came on the barbershop yeah. about how yeah. so many people are uncomfortable with the show, she's got to have it because this woman is expressing her sexuality. And it's based off of a character that's realistic to, mo real. to modern women. But this character isn't just like new. This is a character that, that he's been covering since the 80s. Like he created yeah, this, yeah, yeah. you know, and so. It's like we well, you got the Suge Avery's in the world, you know, look at yeah. Color Purple. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. She, she 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 had men that she wasn't married to, and so she was her daddy shunned her, you know, and you know, it, so this is this is what I mean. Look at that father, you know, he's he found out he's, he's a preacher. He found out his his daughter was out there, you know, out there bad. He just didn't have nothing to do. Didn't want to have nothing to do with her. Yeah, and so that that has been an accepted behavior mindset. Has been taught. It's been passed down. And so for people like T.I., I honestly think he doesn't even know any better. Oh, he knows now. He yeah. <laughs> he, he found well, out. You know, pride, pride has a funny way of doing like where he may not know better. He might just, you know, because they got the right to cut off the comments and not really pay attention and feel like I'm king. You know, like I understand, you know, and that that is well, the yeah. that is the sad That's part. Not, of, but but they said that his daughter unfriended him. His daughter was liking posts of people that were saying bad yeah. things about him, and she was liking the post. And then I'm just saying she unfriended the family. So I think he's got to. There's got to be a bigger lesson that he's had yeah. to learn out of this. Yeah, and you know, you know, the biggest lesson for me had talking to him about this event. And I understand it's another family's business or whatever, but it reminds me that we've got to teach our children not to put a value, a monetary or emotional value in this sense on their body parts. Like, in other words, you can't have a value on your vagina so to the point where it dictates the terms of how you live and who you are. Yes, it is Mm -hmm. something that needs to be protected. But the whole being of who you are is valuable. Every single part of you is valuable. Like your fingernails are just as valuable. Like protect and love the whole you, even the parts that you don't like or whatever. But stop letting <clears throat> society tell you that just this body part, because it, I see it bleed over with older women. Mm-hmm. I see women who never... They always run around talking about they got good this, that, or another. And, and, mm-hmm. and the value of their worth is about whether a man says their 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 vagina's good or not. And it's never good, mm-hmm. like, and it's never good enough. You know, like it's always about them proving that that's where their value lies. And they even right. it, it becomes a separation point of like, I'm better than you in this way because your man is with me. And this so it can become real toxic when we set our, our daughters up. And our mm-hmm. and our men up off of of their sexual organs having a value that that also places into their identity, and it doesn't. Well, this is the thing, though. This is the thing. What you're saying is absolutely true, but it's for a, a, a bigger, a bigger. I don't want to say a bigger reason. Yeah, the soul. The soul tie that happens, the the spiritual implication. See, what people don't understand is sex. Yes, it's it's a natural thing. It's going to happen. It's animalistic. It's raw. It's what we do as human beings. The world would not continue to exist. We would not continue to exist as a human race if we did not continue to have sex. You know what I'm saying? And reproduce. But there's something bigger that's happening when sex happens. You know what I'm saying? It's a spiritual mm-hmm. Yeah, I process. Agree. I agree. There's yeah. there's something bigger going on spiritually. So I think that a father being concerned about his children, not just his daughters, his sons and his daughters, you know what I'm saying? Wrapping their souls up with the wrong spirits. That should be, and, and I'm not trying to sound woo-woo or too spiritual or weird, but it's the truth though. 
Yeah. It's really true that and things happen in within yourself. You change. You become different. Mm-hmm. You your eyes are open to something different. And if you're not ready for that, you know, that's the bigger deal. It's not to check your hymen. It's checking your spirit. You know, like if anything, sit down and like you said, open communication with your child because it's not about their body part. Because, yes, the body part was used for the deed. But a bigger thing happened when you had intercourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bigger thing happened when you intertwined and became one with another human being. Mm. So that's more important for them to understand that that sex is a is a very spiritual process. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's you not up, to be had with just anybody. Mm, you up in here sounding like like you didn't read the first chapter and no more sheets again. <laughs> That's that's old Juanita Bynum. That that ain't (laughs) you went back to the to Juanita Bynum before (laughs) Facebook, before social media. (laughs) But yeah, when she was wrapped up in them sheets going across that (laughs) stage. But yeah, I absolutely agree. And I'm glad you brought that point out. I think a lot of people expected me to say that point. And I'm so glad that you said it because to be honest with you, I agree with it 100 percent But I think a lot of people need to hear and know. Uh, from both we're both male you know like from a male and a female perspective just let's get back to caring about our children's soul first and let's care about who they are and their foundation and and, you know the funny thing is when you care about your child they make the best decision for them and then you have to trust that they're making the best decision for them it may not be the decision you would make Mm -hmm. but if they know themselves and you know them You'll be oddly at peace with decisions that blow your mind, like because you don't know how to process it because that's not something of your generation or not of something from your context. But you'll find a peace because you're like, you know what? I know my child and I know my child well enough to know that they got this. And so um, just parent. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's the best thing I can end this with. Yeah, that's that's the thing. uh, yeah, and all this wrapping this all up, it's just at the end of the day, not to, like you said, get into another family's business, but that coming out to the forefront, it needs to be talked about. There's so many reasons why that needs to be discussed in, in, in people's minds need to be opened up because the, the thing is, is that, like I said, I don't believe he even realized he was wrong or anything was wrong with his thinking. You know, I'm not sure if he does now or not, but I think that this dialogue we're having needs to be had so people can realize that, first of all, we need to like we need to understand what's actually happening here. You know what I'm saying? And so this kind of dialogue needs to happen. So, like I said, I never get into celebrity gossip and what's going on with the ladies, this and that. But sometimes topics come to the table that needs to be talked about. And this was one of those things. You know, we're really moving away from toxic masculinity in this world. We're really moving away from women oppression in this world. And we're moving away from sexual oppression and so many different things we're being freed up from and liberated from. But we also need to have an understanding of the, you know what I'm saying, the details that we need to understand the who and the why and the when and the where so that we don't repeat the same mistakes um, or whatever. So, Big Drew, like, look, listen, I'm just going to call you my permanent co-host, right? <laughs> no, nah, you, you don't got, you don't make that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you again. 
and you wouldn't charge me because I'm your favorite sister. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, no, I got ki- I got three kids in college. <laughs> you crazy. I will absolutely <laughs> charge you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so <laughs> moving right along. But, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much again for a great show. I think I, I like the conversation. I'm glad we um got this dialogue in. So listen, guys, um, Go on over to Facebook, My Humble Opinion Podcast. Excuse me. You'll see the little chef with the red uh, hair. Go ahead and hit like, and you can follow me and all my content uh, every week when we post a new uh, episode. It'll be on the page. You can also comment and join the conversation. So you can also find us if you want to listen to the podcast through Anchor. You know, whenever we post a link, you can listen to Anchor. We can, uh, with Spotify, uh, Google, um, podcast uh apple podcast so and uh, so many other outlets that we're just just look us up where you listen to your podcast and i'm so sure you'll find us thank you for listening and i will check you guys out next week